Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. I hope you're all doing well. And let us begin today with our lovely wheel. When you're able to wield your wheel of fortune, you do so because of the opportunity to build emotional fulfillment within your own human being body and human being life. You know how to inner nurture yourself. That's if you're a person who understands your window of welcome. And if you do have a window of tolerance, then you want to expand that one. But we work with the window of welcome on the IHP community. I am a mentor, content creator, consultant, personal development. So if you have a window of tolerance, of course, I am supportive. But the window of tolerance would mean that you can potentially get really upset. And that's where you want to have a good therapist that can work with you. Or you want to do some important work with yourself in sessions. So for example, I was learning about EMDR techniques and I actually through my basic trauma certificate course have that. But it's something that again, a person would want to know about. So if you are self informed, and putting it into practice, you're still going to have a window of welcome for emotions. Okay, if you're proactive, if you're a person who is thinking that you're going to forever be in a window of tolerance, then you're not emotionally proactive because you're able to be emotionally proactive if you know that your nervous system is yours and you can achieve your ventral vagal nervous system, its engagement again and again and again. So it means you don't feel that the journey to establishing a state of ease within your nervous system is ever going to end. Okay, so self-regulation, it's a constant, is what I'm trying to get to. Emotions, also a constant. It's not called suffering for the 5D community that I'm sharing and speaking with and supporting. If you have suffering, then I'm going to say good therapy. Because suffering would indicate to me that you have low energy and that your body's energy is low and that you don't wake up replenished. And then that means, again, we want more help because I care about people's well-being. And well-being means that you wake up more energized, not less. So if there's less energy, then it's a window of tolerance, it's not expanding, and it means we want extra support of people who know a lot more and are specialized I'm trauma-informed to support personal development and to create content to support personal development, empowerment, and enlightenment. And yes, the enlightenment soul age group and mysticism is beautiful. I still know the difference between if you have a window of welcome for your emotional state and what that means versus a window of tolerance. And if you have a window of tolerance, I don't want a person to be in a state of suffering. And there are solutions for you. And it's a journey Okay, so you can move into your full embodied restorative self if you do a journey that integrates your brain, expands your window of tolerance, gets you again and again and again to learn how to self-regulate and self-soothe. And that is challenging, for example, for the anxious attachment style because they feel like the next shoe is always going to drop. So it's in the very moment of their own inner suffering that they have the opportunity to suck it up for a second and not repress it, but say, wow, okay, wait, my nervous system is doing that thing again. Breathe and resource.
and the resources where the uh, EMDR, for example, the tapping on the shoulders is something I learned to share because that is where, uh, for example, I'll use the example that was provided to me and that was then reiterated. When you have a, let's say you're having a stressful moment and you're aware of it, so you're working to take ownership of it, the tapping helps to integrate the memory and as you're walking yourself to ease though you're integrating it because you're saying I'm safe you're, you're bringing yourself to the now you're allowing yourself to rhythmically breathe you're allowing yourself to reassure you go to your safe space you resource with either um, people or things even uh, prayers again there's many different ways people journal there's a process with getting to your wholeness and it's a fun process for the window of welcome Okay, so again, 5D mystics and functional adults, we have a window of welcome for our emotions. The ones who want to talk about emotions with the word suffering, it's not the 5D plane you're looking for, or at least not the IHP 5D plane, okay? When you are enjoying life, you understand emotions are not negative, they're not positive, they are felt from your body. And some are easier for you to handle, and some are a bit more challenging. In time, you learn to work with all. And like I said, when there is, or if there is a need, you know because you know how to take care of yourself. And that's because you want to. So being yourself and wanting to be at your optimal energy is something of importance. So your health is important, which is why if you're not healthy, you're going to get that help because you want to live long, right? Okay, so the number one motivator of any person for their inner and outer well-being is actual life. I want to be in a life that I'm appreciative of and I know I can get there. The new research, attachment, neuroscience, the psychology people, the good ones, you can achieve a state of well-being in your body and return home to yourself. It's easy, and the ones who make it hard, it's not. They've made a conscious choice of wanting to stay within their adaptive child, and that's emotional immaturity, and that is their choice, and we don't have to tell them that they are immature. No, but when they give mixed signals, when they're formal, when they don't do chit-chat, when they don't know how to just be there consistently. We know that they're a person who doesn't want to stick around. They can't. That's all. They won't. We get to choose how we want to keep treating the relationship. 5D mystics don't cancel their oversoul because why would we cancel people that don't know how to love? That sounds pretty heartless. Mean. It sounds like you don't know how to love. Which is what an adaptive child who's counting how many days you give me and how many days I give you. So that is, again, emotional immaturity because you don't know how to self-regulate your nervous system, apparently, and you also don't know how to speak up to have, a, though, a conversation, not an accusation, not a shame, blame, fault, not a revenge. No, speaking with grown-ups is beautiful because it's people who are heart-to-heart. -heart. Okay, so when you meet people who are emotionally available and they're also wanting to be their own emotional selves, that's richness. 
and it's a sense of safety, and it's a sense of comfort. It's a sense of ease. It's a sense of peace. And the beauty of enlightenment, so age group, is that we're not looking to go to the mountains, people. <laughs> we're looking to build relationships with all people. And the people that are learning about attachment and that are integrating also the good psych education and then the, that they're also mystics. So here's our IHP community. We're a bunch of woo-woos, pseudoscience people, but we're not flat earthers, <laughs> okay? So I'm looking to get more and more into the mix of this because there's still a very, very big portion of human beings out there who do not have emotional maturity and they don't know how to actually be in a sense of ease in their body. And that's why right now the collective is again going through transformation. And so please, for those of you who do have Claire's, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but yes, be prepared. <laughs> oh, it's not funny. I actually find it. My brain finds it daunting. I don't know. Is it daunting? Uh, it's, it's, you know, like when you hear a record and it just keeps playing on the same, it's, it keeps glitching. <laughs> so... And I'm not, again, I don't laugh because it's funny. This is a laugh that is like, seriously, people, how many times does it, does it take before you can figure some shit out? Like, I don't even know, but I, I forget that not all people care to be their self, okay? Not all people care to be their heart. And I'm serious. Let's get back to the zero one-year-old because it means giving yourself meaning, being able to allow yourself to explore the depths with Krishna, Lila, Shiva, and Kali, but not because of something after life or because it brings anything. And this is the plane of infinite possibilities, enlightenment the human way. This is what I bring to you. I bring to you 5D mysticism. It's still the aspect of enlightening yourself and infinite higher human consciousness potential. So no subject matter expert has a pedestal. The ancients don't have a pedestal. People don't have, no person has a pedestal. You live on the flat, flat plane. Infinite possibilities. So when we perceive people's suffering, it's something that is daunting to the brain because I personally have perceived suffering of humanity since forever, but probably my young teenage years is when I began noticing it uh, from my own like kind of gut feeling. I had a hunch, and then I got it confirmed eventually, and then I just now don't need to really revisit any of it because at a certain point, <laughs> you build. It's like the calluses for people who play guitars. And it's not actually something, what's the word, um, that we're here to do anything about, like Sadhguru says. Furthermore, our focus will always be that which is on the other end of that which we can represent. So I'm representing the infinite love that we hold within ourselves and the infinite consciousness. I'm going to be met with the entire opposite of it. And in fact, this makes complete sense to a person who's within the connection of Purusha Prakriti, that in order for me to maintain equanimity, I will be faced with the very, I will, be on, I will have two polar opposites. And I stand for one, and then I will be presented with the opposite. And that is how I continue meeting myself in the middle and expanding. 
my essence, the person, my name is Maria, is a representation of whatever I want to bring. So in this case, infinite higher human consciousness potential, enlightenment, the human way, love, it's our nature, being yourself, the self of you, your name. It's very straightforward. And it doesn't use stages, numbers. No, it uses common sense. It uses, you have a nervous system, so do I. You have emotions, so do I. You have a brain, so do I. If you don't process with your left mode in a nice way your emotions, you ain't processing shit. You're doing a shame cycle. That ain't going anywhere. You're going to be in your karma wheel forever and ever and ever. And really, it's not forever, excuse me. But you won't know any different because by the time you're a teenager, you're going to use whatever you built those first years of life, and you're going to repeat them, or you're going to get out of them. If you are going to repeat them, here's what you're going to be doing, dealing with feeling unwanted, one of the number one top episodes, dealing with feeling unwanted. That means there's all these people that deal with feeling unwanted. You know what that tells me? Tells me you don't want yourself. Because you're actually researching how can you deal with something like that. And that is also what the lovely educators, the psych educators present. The human being will always want to be seen, to be soothed, to be safe, to be secured. You're zero, one-year-old, attached, panicky. As long as you do not recognize the longing to feel everything is going to be okay in your heart, because that's where the pit is. It begins there. And this is no shame, people, okay? There's no shame button. Whole three-year-old heart here. I'm talking about a person not with trauma memory lingering. If there's trauma, then we got a double, if not triple layer. It depends on the journey. And it's not any less healable. No, it's all healable because you're whole. You're not broken. But the whole three-year-old heart is where I was at, just to specify, because... For you to be able and tend to your zero one-year-old, you have to have, like I was saying, a window of welcome for emotions. As long as you still have a window of tolerance for your emotions, we might still be meeting your adaptive child. That would be the teenager who says, life's unfair. I want vengeance. I want all these bystanders to come with me and rally up and go against those people. And that's what we see a bunch of groups right now. So on that note, I, I was informed of a couple of things that people keep on wondering about. I've tried to explain what I already know, which is nothing's to be worried about. But obviously people don't believe a mystic. Why should they? And they're right. They shouldn't. They should believe only the So because we already know that. <laughs> that's why 5D mystic ain't going to try proving shit. And really it's a differentiated self, people. It's a smart human being. The minute that my lovely teenage years came about, I learned a lot. And I did not learn anything new once I got to become a mystic because of my lovely players. I learned the same stuff. If not, the difference was I had the illusion that my oversoul would be a space of emotional richness. And that is where, in order for emotional richness to take place, you need emotionally mature human beings. You need people who know how to be loved, which means you need people who know how to be their zero, one-year-old, and not with the panicky or the attached. If they don't know how to self-soothe their own nervous system, they don't know how to be emotionally rich. And there you go. 
Enlightenment is not a solo journey because you need to go to the mountains. It is a journey. If you want to, you get to the bottom of your zero one-year-old. You learn how to be in your ventral vagal state. You learn how to use your integrated brain. You learn how to suck it up and not just that. You don't have to suck it up once you get to become familiar with, I'm not really sucking it up because these are all expressions and figures of speech that have nowhere near anything to do with my body. A person who loves life and lives life in every moment, this is what a piece of Purusha Prakriti is. I have never known a day of my life that I will not repeat or would not repeat because every time anything's happened that I might have not liked, I learned as my mother taught me. You don't know everything. So you get to handle it when it comes about. It's okay, though. You're living. You got hands. You got feet. You're breathing. You'll be okay. There's no scratches. Nothing, nothing deadly. It's okay to cry. <laughs> and then sometimes it's not okay. No, it's not. It's always okay to cry, but it's, it's a mean world out there. And I was like, no, it's not. It's a nice world. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> so see, some of us, we don't see meanness where there is no love. We see sadness. We see opportunity to bring love. That's why, as I was saying, the only illusion of the oversoul, it was provided to me by mystics because mystics talk about our oversoul. And this is from the wise mystics, not the 4D. The 4D are not wise. They are teenagers who are using lists and objectifying your entire oversoul. So the wise people that I got to learn about the oversoul from, the illusion was that your oversoul will, will expand and grow with you and that they will bring opportunities and da 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 and a lot, which they do. But the way that these mystics talked about it is not the way it actually takes place. So here's the deal, as I was saying, if you are a securely attached human being, great, then you know how to unconditionally love. And therefore, you will have a playground with your oversoul. So do not consider your twin flame or flames or soulmates any more or less special. They are different bonds. You will pick up on them if you are a mystic. And if you're not, you will not know any different. And FYI, there are people that are now going around saying that twin flames are not real, that it is limerence. I will say this, twin flames are real, but if a person defines their own twin flame experience as not real and as limerence, it's because they did limerence, which means they had trauma, and so they uncovered that they did limerence. Good for them. They don't need to be going around stating that twin flames are not the real deal. Why are you making that type of a statement? Also, not true that twin flames have to go through stages. Also, if anything, the twin flames that are not twin flames are trauma-bonding people. Go and look at the anxious and avoidant attachment style, the way that they play out what happens, and you'll find the twin flame stages in the saga. And that's why if you really want to know a twin flame, you'll know it from a wise person, which will be the person like the science guy who I do tease, but he's the best one out of them all who talks to you about spirituality stuff because your twin flame and or flames and soulmates, it's your, it's your spirituality stuff. So it's part of your oversoul. It's part of your journey and it's part of you. And so he's more spot on. The part about not thinking, now this one is where... <laughs> Every time I heard that, I'm like, okay, people. But they say that because the part of what charges you have. Okay, if you have trauma memory, 
And if you have charged parts, your child charged parts, okay? Here's what that indicates and why they're trying to tell you not to think about that. So you will have the opportunity to communicate with each other on areas and on aspects, your choice points for each other, like any person from your oversoul. You get to choose to be loving and kind to each other. That is what the oversoul is for. But again, the illusion is that they will all be kind, and that's not the truth. So when you have an oversoul, they will be people, and the mystics forget to do people, and I don't. And so that's why I was reminded about people's egos. And it was thanks to being able to be reminded of it. And as a human being, in fact, the first thing I said was, fuck, I forgot about the ego. Damn you, Maria. You were stupid. And then, well, you know, I kind of got blindsided by the whole, we're one over soul and energy, and I just completely forgot about the ego. Shit. Okay. And on that note, the ego is not a bad thing. The self, we have a personality, it's called. And what I mean by ego self is you have a journey as a human. So... The minute I was reminded of that, I was like, yeah, everybody's going to be self-serving. That, that's how it works. And there's no way you're not ever self-serving. And that's because each and every one of us, when you wake up, if I come plug your nose, you're going to get rid of my hand. If I take your water, you're going to want water eventually. And, and I know people are like, but that's, you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a reason for people who don't know how to love why they do what they do. And it's called their own unresolved trauma. Now, hurt people who hurt people or people who play games and they don't know they're playing games, if they go to good therapy and they figure it out, they come to their senses and they become whole. But if they don't, they are still people. And like Sadhguru points out, in any enlightenment person and guru will say, friendship relationships are you be you and I be me. And a grown-up knows how to say no to that company. And they can also state it in a way of, I just don't think it's ideal because I'm not. So I'll use me as an example. I was invited to go celebrate with a friend of mine, two friends of mine, a birthday. I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to come. I'm not for your people. These are those two friends that when we were with their friend, my, my regular listeners know the story. So I just said, I straightforwardly just said, yeah, I don't think it's, a good idea. I, I used other other things as well, but they said, no, no, but come. But uh, I was pretty sure they wouldn't invite me because they have a whole different crew and I'm totally <laughs> not into that crew. I'm, I'm the weirdo, remember? So being a mystic, there are areas and circumstances and, and I respect that because there's no need for me to be in certain places. Plus, I, I don't want to be bored to death. I like to be with fun people, not with people who are judgmental and not smart and limited. Smarts are people who can expand and have fun together. For those of us who are enlightened, choosing with the thoughts that arise and the feelings that arise. And I did lose for a second my train of thought. I was interrupted. So in case <laughs> I totally left you hanging on something. Just know, I did not do it on purpose, but there's business to be attending. In fact, I will let you all go shortly. <laughs> this was a I'm going to wing it episode on, in the first place. And 
as I was trying to say, when people don't want to do the work, there's not anything that we will be able to do about it. Not that we want to do anything about it either, because we learn how to embrace people for who they are. So the oversoul, they're not always going to be emotionally vulnerable because they're not all emotionally vulnerable with their self. You can't be emotionally vulnerable with yourself if you're not your whole zero one, two, three, four. If you don't have the view of your emotional body, you can't be yourself. And when people think they're not emotions, it's because they don't believe it. And they have their ancient silverbacks who can be used for them as their um, breadcrumbs. And they follow that. Life is very straightforward. It is a beautiful, beautiful gift. I would say when I was a kid, I would say blessing. And I still believe in blessings and grace and the Holy Spirit and all that. But it's in a very different way. It's with physics <laughs> as a 5D mystic. I love when I get to do, I'm thinking, tarot, which I have in front of me, I love being able to support the people who want to live life. And I do not use my time to support people who want to complain about humanity or life because they're not, therefore, doing their own emotional maturing. And they're actually adding to the nervous systems that in life are not putting into practice their ventral vagal state. All of us have a mammalian heritage, you know. So when people focus on those who do suffering, they just suffer like those people do, and they don't even do anything to help themselves. The equations that I share, and, and that's one of the areas I'm, I'm looking to work with, because only people who are open to being themselves are going to be open-hearted to life. And know that emotions are the most amazing gift. You are an emotional being. Your thoughts come after the emotions. And if your thoughts and your emotions walk hand in hand, it's because you're a whole zero, one, two, three, four. So it means you're okay with being afraid. You're okay with being sad. You're okay with being mad. These are not suffering, though, the, this word. I mean, anytime a person uses it, I'm like, what are you talking about? And... The difference is this, window of welcome for emotions versus no window of welcome. And a lot of people, they don't have a window of welcome for their emotions. It's not a race. You don't have to do life with your emotions. But some people, they do do life with their emotions. And when we meet heartless and compassionless people, they're the least of our concerns because there's already a bunch of people who are just as heartless and they're all saying, human suffering! Romeo and Juliet, you have to go through dark night of the soul, ego death, you have all of this, all of this, the mystics were, the, I was not expecting to see the mystics become what they have become. And I'm happy to be woo-woo lady because there's plenty of good therapists out there for those who want to take therapy seriously. I like to support people in the in-between because I'm a holistic practitioner. I'm looking forward to doing some more universal love energy sessions at some point. I'm looking forward to integrating tarot maybe a little bit more, but not like reading them in front of you. <laughs> that's not what I have in mind. Maybe, but not really, you know, that, that's diminishing the, the, the potential for, for tarot for you all. And, and people who are independent 
are not looking for the same type of tarot readings to tell them what to do in life. That's a person who doesn't know what they are. The 5D collective does not want someone to tell them what to do with life. They want to take and participate in life. And it's easy. So when we meet heartless, compassionless, emotionless people, they're not devils or demons. These are heartbroken zero one-year-olds and they just chose not to become emotional about it. <laughs> so they suppress and repress and they get rigid. We all get rigid, by the way. It's actually a natural thing because your body, as soon as it hits the air, it's like, wow, there's me and another. My body still gets very rigid. <laughs> In fact, uh, when it's cold, I get even more rigid, okay? And so the awareness of other is a part of the awareness of self. And then the part of me is dharma. Likes and dislikes like grown-ups and to harness our emotional plane like grown-ups and not to throw shit in people's faces. It's sad to see people being given opportunity to become their whole three-year-old heart and they throw it in trash and that's the part that is really always the more obvious when the energies are about because a lot of people don't go and meet that zero one-year-old because it means you allowing yourself to know you give meaning to life that's it there is no answer to what's after death that is a solid truth please Please do not be flat earthers, okay? Or any of those who want to say, no, no, but these texts, those texts, the ancients are ancients for a reason. This does not disengage, it does not disengage from the storytelling. But science is, is sciences and it exists too. And if you want to, again, be with flat earthers, be my guest. But if you want to talk about yourself as a person who uses a brain, okay then, I use one too. Physics. It's called dark matter and dark energy. And they don't explain everything about our clairs, but they study it. They know of it. I know how my brain works when I'm channeling things to neurosciences. And I know about the brain, the mind, and relationships, thanks to Daniel Siegel. And he, for example, is getting ready to do, I think it's either another course or another book on consciousness. And I can't wait to read that. Because he is basically what I'm going to, Compared to him, Bezel van der Kolk, Stephen Porges, Peter Levine. Peter Levine did somatic experiencing. It's trademarked, but look it up if you want. S-E, somatic experiencing. It's a technique. Its foundation is somatics, but I don't know why he uh, trademarked it or whatever. I don't know why it's on its own. Then we have Pat Ogden with sensory motor. She's also... So the two of them, Peter Levine and Pat Ogden, are very important to unlocking and working with one's body to get into a body that can clear away. Then there's biological or bio, emotional biology. I need to look into that one. This is a new found realm from my osteopath. He's Italian, so I can't wait to look at that one. And these people are Italian, so going to be interested because when he was speaking to me about it, it sounded a lot like what I already had learned from Peter Levine, but he didn't know anything about trauma memory. And so now I'm intrigued. And um, the people who are in the in-between, for example, the 12-step program lady, she has a background in somatic experiencing and I believe Ayurveda. I don't remember what her titles are, 
but she works with people who were addicts and want to get out of being addicts. And in fact, it's her way of saying um, when she says, what motivates, what's your motivation to get out of the dysfunctional patterns? And that's where people are not motivated to be their self. If they were, they would immediately want to dress in a compassionate and loving way, not in a competitive way. And competitive, what I mean is some people say, oh, I'm going to go and be like that person. Uh, you know what? I look up to that. So here's where Patrick Tiahan, he points out that people who did have shame growing up and childhood trauma, they look up to people and that that's something he can relate to. I don't relate to that. I relate to like Sadhguru says when he gets asked, who'd you look up to? Who would I look? No one, myself. What are you really talking about? I'm not a person who has a relationship with their self says, I don't know what you're saying. I'm myself. I don't want to look up to you. I mean, of course, I'll learn something. Maybe. Maybe I won't. I don't know. It depends. It depends if, it's, if it flows with how I feel life. A person who owns their self and has always owned their own piece of, I am here, I don't know why you can't see me. I can see me. <laughs> I'm here. Here it is. Okay, so we never became unwanted. We didn't deal with unwantedness. We don't deal with rejection. The whole three-year-old heart didn't ever say, I'm not existing. No, it's, I am existing and I'm right here and you don't see me. So you know what, I'm going to leave the room because you don't see me, but I can come back if you want, otherwise it's okay, I don't have to be anything to you. The opposite is for those who did not know of their self, they look to others, when you're looking to others, shiny, shiny, that's why some people, they don't get caught into cons because they want to get conned. Yes, they do, because the adaptive child is saying, I want that shiny object because it makes me feel powerful and it makes me want because... So there's a way that the story of a person who has trauma will go and they seek out those very types of leaders that they wanted or that they feel will create the just world they want to live in. It's a way of sensationalizing. It's a way of desiring. This is why the twin flame limerous lady, she obviously had childhood trauma because she went through limerence. And Patrick Tiahan was explaining what that is, and he gave his story as an example. He, he says it's about, well, he explains it. I don't know how to explain it better right now, but there are two ends of a coin, and people who move into enlightenment the human way from shame will be able to tell their shame story, which isn't about them being ashamed. It's about trauma and being able to talk with love. Like the lady that I was talking about, she came out of, I don't know what her whole story is, but she knows what it's like to move into alignment. And she was speaking with great respect. And when somebody was like, well, what about coffee? You know, she's like, remember, it's not the substance. It's your relationship to the substance. A person who will learn about the nervous system and the embodied brain and will learn about you being human. You own how you handle yourself. If you can't, that's called you don't know how to self-soothe yet. Or your mechanisms of, of self-soothing are something that are compulsive or whatever. So a lot of different piece of information right now as we close on out. But the point is, if you want out of dysfunctional patterns, you will get out. Your body seeks to consistently bring you to your homeostasis, and that means to restorative embodied self. Your brain consistently seeks to time stamp your trauma memory. So it consistently seeks to heal you. 
That's why it repeats a glitch. The, the glitch is not because you need to be repeating it. It's because it wants to finish the action of protecting itself. And that's why it's so, in, it's not in depth, it's so beautiful when you can do you as a human, when you relate to your life as a person and you consistently expand consciousness. You don't need to be in any way, shape or form, spiritual or in the spirituality, anything to move into one, the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, but really what I want to specify is to move into your higher consciousness potential and into that 5D plane. It is all about you as a person, use your name, and knowing that those first eight years of your life matter a lot. And if there was developmental trauma, then you want all of that, which is yoga, uh, potentially Ayurveda. I don't know enough about it, but I'm sure that's really great too. Sadhanas with Sadhguru. I know Sadhguru stuff is all great. Um, mindfulness, compassion, but therapy also. EMDR, child parts work with somatics. And somatic experiencing is one that I'm completely in favor of. Everything he does has worked to help heal people and support people. So when you want to be a whole person today in 2023, there's many answers for you. The people who talk to you like you're their kid. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let's talk about them. So I see these attachment coaches out there. And there's that one lady, the one who's like, take it slow. So I don't know what's her deal, but I swear, I'm like, I need to find out her story. Because every time she says, take it slow, I'm wondering, did you take it fast and you got disappointed? What's the deal? Or maybe you just hear all the time people complaining about something. So she was sharing this other TikTok video. Uh, this one was about how to handle mixed messages. <laughs> and she said something that I already knew as a teenager. Uh, mixed messages are mixed messages. <laughs> that's it. So that's why with our twin flames, we don't have sagas. The 5D mystic don't do a saga. We make choices. And that's, do I want to keep investing my time in the relationship or not? You do you, I do me. And I'll solo poly secure here though. So a solo poly, we're not building a life to have to have the one, to have to have a one. We're not necessarily going to be in a couple-centric household. We have things to do. A solo polyamory person knows how to be their own safe haven, secure base. It's not because we don't want to be around people. We have interests in our brain. We have careers. We are not workaholics. The only person who's a workaholic is a person who compulsively is doing it, and you'll notice it by their energy levels. Some of us are busy because we want to do what makes us, one, happy, and the only people who don't like that are the people who would want us to do what they want us to do, which means they don't want our best interests. Because if they did, then they'd only see, are you healthy? Yes, I'm never getting sick. What do you think? I sleep fucking well. It's hilarious how many people want to have to think that I have issues. And this is a personal side note. Even the osteopath, when he said, don't, so don't you have problems? Why are you here? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know if I have a problem, but I'm here because my back is bothering me. And I really am here because I wanted to get a certain type of screening done and nobody wants to let me get it. And so here, here's the funny part. So side note, I wanted to get this type of test. They won't let me, they won't let me take the test <laughs> because the Italians are obsessed with, with, 
with the X, with the, it's not an X-ray, it's a, it's a more in-depth one, and they are really, really big on the rays being bad for you, and I do laugh, see, this is my American side, I'm like, I'm okay with being put in a machine, because, <laughs> you know, for Americans, it's more of, give me the test, let me figure it out, but, but, here's where I'm also not in favor of the American way, which is immediately either let's pop a pill, let's go and operate you. No, no. So you can't have it all, can you? What's the best of two worlds? Nothing. I choose which one. I'm going to go the organic way because (laughs) I don't want to go the popping pills or operating. Uh, That's invasive and unnecessary. So yeah, long story short though, what I was trying to get at is it's funny how some people don't realize that people can love living every day of their life because we're not feeling unwanted, because we're not feeling unseen, we're not feeling defective, we're not feeling ashamed, we're not feeling low on energy, we're not feeling lifeless, we're not feeling shit in our body. We are feeling our ventral vagal nervous system. We are a love button. It's our human nature. We're a restored embodied self. And that's what it is. It doesn't mean you don't process other emotions and that you don't have growth. We always have growth. Even after mental, emotion, and physical mastery. And the physical mastery, I'm, my hunch is it's a forever deal until I'm living, basically. So until we're living, we're probably going to keep mastering shit, people. <laughs> and the part that people actually don't notice this about themselves when they're thinking of spirituality journeys that's what even here it gets me like how don't you know that it's your existence as long as you're breathing the word life is you as a human it's because people that do spirituality think they don't have a self or an ego so they begin to talk about everything in this uh, way that does not allow you to apply it to you as a person For me, being the human translator with the trauma stuff and the brain stuff is what's going to help those who are 1-5-D mystics, but also those of you who are cool with the woo-woo lady here and want to do your infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group, obviously, but that's not something that is necessarily part of this journey. The journey is your inner and outer well-being. The journey is you learning how to self-regulate your nervous system. It's you being able to use your brain to think. It's a very specific set of tools that seem so straightforward that people are like, well, so why should they want them? Well, apparently people don't know how to do it. So that's, that's really what it is. But every day I see so many people offering something that can help people to be happy in life. That's why there's a lot less happy people out there because they don't know they're zero, one-year-old and they didn't choose to accept that they are the ones who get to accept that existential dilemma. (laughs) It's not a dilemma, it's our opportunity. It's called you're human. You have primary and secondary consciousness. And it's not a burden to think if you know how to feel good Ooey, ooey, ooey in your nervous system, people. It's your feelings, your three-year-old, your zero, one-year-old. It's all the right stuff that comes up. So self-regulation, emotional expansion. Life is very straightforward. 
and we have everything we want <clears throat> when we want it. If we want it, you just need to speak up. You know how many people don't know how to speak up? <laughs> I would get told consistently by people not to ask questions. My family, my friends, the close, close friends, because I ask a lot of questions. Every time they'd say anything, I'd be like, uh, I, you know what? Hey, excuse me, do you mind if I ask you those questions? No? Okay, thank you. Did you see? And they will say things like, no, no, well, they're just being polite. Uh, excuse me, are you being polite? Mm, okay, you know what I do now? Hey, by the way, if you don't want me to ask you questions, you know you can say that, right? Okay, good. So you, are you okay? Are you sure? I'm going to double check. I'm going to double check every now and then because I know people lie about this shit. Are you sure I can ask you questions? You're not embarrassed. No? Okay. So that's what I do. I didn't stop asking questions. I find it ridiculous that people don't know how to ask questions. In fact, here's one of the times, well, it's rude. It's rude. What was it? These were two people. They came to me after I asked a question. I don't remember what it was. And they came and said, it's rude to ask a question like this. Mm, I'm pretty sure they didn't find it rude. They didn't say anything. I think you find it rude. That's a different story. I don't even know why. Why is it rude? You're minding your own. You're minding their business. Really? Hmm. Well, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm going to let them tell me. So there are people, though, in time I learned that don't want to be asked questions. They don't know how to say something. And then there are those who will say something, but they'll be assholes about it because they got a chip on their shoulder because they didn't learn how to be a grown up about it. But we all will have done that. I would get asked consistently, aren't you going to get married? Aren't you going to have kids? Aren't you? I'm coming back from college. Do you think I want kids? No, I don't. If I did, I'd let you know, wouldn't I? I don't want any of that. Why do you keep harassing me with this informational questioning? <laughs> okay, so we all get asked things that we don't want to be asked. There's no need to be assholes about it. When you grow up, you learn how to not suck it up. You learn how to accept that people are different culturally and not to have a chip on your shoulder which is where all the egosensitive people are so the only people who are actually rude to those of us who are flexible adaptive coherent energized and stable are the ones of us who know everyone has a subjective experience we're not mind readers independently from mysticism and if somebody gets pissy in their pants because we ask the question they are emotionally immature their charged part came up, there's an adaptive child, and most likely, therefore, a low self-esteem, passive-aggressive, indirect communicator who has codependent situations and or issues, and guess what? You're not partner material, that's for sure, because you don't know how to handle yourself in a loving way or in a way of knowing how to answer a very simple question. No, you just got all pissy in your pants for no other fucking reason except for, I don't like it. <laughs> Wow, okay, so what happens when we have the big discussion tomorrow about, you know, uh, I'm polyamory, by the way. <laughs> Just side note, no, that's not true, actually. Um, so I like to joke, anyone who's new, but not about the polyamory. It's actually something that is not a side note. It's a very straightforward, this is who I am. You don't like it, cool, peace out. And even if it's not a smiling face, because obviously you don't want to be rude like that, but <clears throat> it's not something that we're concerned with. We don't feel unwanted because we live different lifestyles. It means you and I are different, so different that we're not together. That's okay, because we would be miserable together. Yeah, and let's not do the facade, shall we? Because, you know, there's a lot of miserable F faces out there. We want to have fun in this lifetime, not next lifetime. We're, we're not needing to wait. Plus next lifetime, well, I know my future future. In fact, it's a beautiful future. 
I even know my future, 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 well, not future, but yes, I know part of how my future continues. It's so much fun to be a mystic. Okay, so on that note, enlightenment the human way. And anybody who's new, welcome if you're going to stick around. But yeah, we have fun. We talk about personal development. We talk about the seriousness of relationships with love in the forefront. No drama. No drama. Kings, queens, or days. Um, we do chit-chat. The only people who misunderstand, those of us who are functional adults, are the same ones who are not functional adults. So we're okay with them projecting, mirroring, uh, doing whatever it is that they do when they get rigid in their heads. Uh, chaotic, when they get chaotic, that doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's usually a, an insult or something like that. It's more of, how dare you go against all the years of human history because we're in the present and for all we know, everything that they have said is a lie. And yes, we are going to just do that. How, how does that sound? Because you're bringing to me biblical texts with relationships and I don't think that's actually mm, the way to go about sciences, lady. Or gent, oh man, that man. Oh, I don't know which one's worse, him or that other dude that I had seen a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's so sad. But people like gender stereotypes. Men, women, they use it all the time. They use it and that's how they complain about each other. And that's why they live miserable complaining non-ethical monogamy then the you cheated on me you're a sinner oh you're gonna go to hell oh i will not in any way shape or form support this cheating business around no polyamory it's not cheating we agreed to share we, we agreed to actually just love freely you don't know what love is not our way you know it with conditions your zero one-year-old needs that we don't need that yeah yeah our body does not need to attach to another human being. We don't want another parent. Oh, wait, excuse me. Yes, your partner is basically like a parent. You're wanting to be held, to be soothed, so that you can feel okay with the fact that there's nothing after death except for a big ball of energy. But we do come back. Yes, that's not provable, though. So, so it's okay if you call me woo-woo lady, because obviously I know it's not provable, but I do know my future. It is really fun. Oh, I love my story. Oh, I love my story. So I get to do an Akashic record reading. Maybe by the time this one gets published, I'll be doing it already. And I had already started to get downloads. I love when that happens. So yes, if you're curious about 5D Mystic Plane, let me know your questions. I'm happy to answer. For Akashic record readings, I'm self-taught and it's really awesome. It helps people that help themselves, not the ones who just want the story. Most people just want the story because they didn't move into, I'm going to become an emotionally mature, loving human being with myself first. And then I'm going to naturally also be loving with others because I love you like I love me. Let us use lovely said guru. Where's his beautiful quote? The one about, I love myself or I love you as I love myself. Something like that. Let's see. This one, no, this one's nice though. When you include people around you, they will do their best. When people love you, they will do their best. This is all you can truly expect from another human being to do their best. And we do. That's why twin flame, soulmates, oversoul, all of them, they have nothing to do except to be their self. And some people, Basil van der Kolk, some traumatic experiences are too overwhelming to take in, to acknowledge, to experience, and so you split it off. And it doesn't become part of your history. You get a little gap in your history. This is identifying and treating dissociation. Red flags and approaches to working with it. I have plenty of courses that I need to catch up on. See, solo poly. This is how we use our time with interesting stuff. And people who know how to love many 
No, they can be mononormative, no, monoamorative. Here, listen to everyone, but never let what they say determine how you are. These are all Purusha Prakriti people. So yes, a differentiated self knows exactly how to do that. We do it all the time. And this one, love is a process of inclusion. Once I include you as a part of me, I will be to you just the way I am to myself. Okay, so whether polyamory or monoamory is the word, loving many is actually the inclined nature of any enlightenment soul age person. But loving many in the romantic sense, that's where some people are polyamorous and some are not. The embodiment of loving those who are our bonds in ways that will always stay is very straightforward. The Rumi quote, those who love with their eyes say goodbye. Those who love from their heart and soul do not know separation. It is not about attachment because people in our life can do whatever they please. It is about loving many and in this case romantically as well as platonically but these are those special partners that have grown with us that we have shared moments with and therefore they're not just quote-unquote friends okay to put it simply but love is something we feel for friends for family for all again the oversoul the illusion that the 4d spelled out and now they're just making it into shit show but the past 4d people so the past of when i heard about the oversoul the illusion is that you are always expanding together. You expand. Doesn't mean they expand. So don't expect kindness, compassion, emotional vulnerability, growing old. Don't expect that a person of your oversoul will actually be on a personal development journey in any way, shape, or form to their self. That's the part. Because some people, they don't want to be their self. They don't want to do personal development. And when you meet that and you're a person who's securely attached, you're going to know what a mixed signal is. It's a person who's not being on a personal development journey to grown-up land emotionally. They don't know how to do it. They are choosing not to do it. And that is what they're choosing to be. We love unconditionally, so we're not going to shame, blame, fault, or do anything behind the scenes. The minute that they've made themselves visible with the emotional immaturity of a low self-esteem human being who's passive-aggressive, indirectly communicating, does not do any of the, yes, we can talk about everything, we're not in a relationship that is going anywhere. We're in a secure connection relationship that is building from that choice point because it's, yes, we're vulnerable together, and if it's not, then we're not even together, really we're just two faces that can spit shit out of our mouths because the people who are emotionally immature are completely unavailable to their self. And a person who can't love themselves is not a person who can love because they're not human nature yet. And so they're just a facade of what a human can be. Enlightenment the human way, it's straightforward. It's the optimization of your human 101. Love, it's straightforward. Facades are straightforward. They all need a good therapist, just like evil. It's all straightforward. Good therapist. Find out about how the brain works, and then you'll, you know, but that's if you believe in it. Because, you know, it's kind of like with Reiki. There are people who don't believe in it. There are people who don't believe in Daniel Siegel. He gets teased by his colleagues all the time. He's a real 
gentleman, I have to say, when I see him talking about his colleagues with all the respect, I'm like, wow, you're the man. I look up to you. I need to learn how to do that when I'm meeting 4D people and other limited consciousness. Maybe, maybe not, because, you know, woo-woo pseudoscience lady. I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody, so I might just remain willfully ignorant in that tonality. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. In the meantime, let's be kind, compassionate, and actually the right silence is what we always will choose because there's no need to create any more upset in the world. There's enough of it out there. And the ancient silverbacks are doing a really great job at trying to keep it there. Okay, so tune on in for more. Have a great day.